listen up. It's the number one voice of the tri-state. I'm number one. It, 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 it's, it's cooking, cooking up, up 2-1-5. So let the show begin. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. It's your girl Amber Grand. And this is Cooking Up 215, where we get you up close and personal with your favorite artists, entrepreneurs, shakers, and move makers. And today's guest, y'all already know him. He'd have been here a few times. He family to the show. My man Nah, the Wolf. What's up, man? You know what I'm saying? He here and he has spoken. I'm back again. Yeah, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Same like just yesterday. Yeah, real shit. Listen, man, you know when when this family is like that. Yeah, we like for to sure. have everybody come up here and you fuck with us. Come fuck with it, that's I all. I appreciate it. This time I had to make the call, so I was like, I need to come sit down with the fam over at Cooking Up, so I appreciate yeah, y'all yeah. creating the space and giving me the opportunity to come kick it with y'all. Yeah, we, we happy to be, you know, a platform that you choose to yeah. make drops on and shit like that. That for sure. a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's why we, that's what we working for, to be able to have that, we always talk about it, bro, yeah. be able to have these moments, so I'm happy that we, we walking in the shit that we talked about. Exactly, exactly. And it's crazy, you know, uh, last week we had uh, Chad up here, Chad yeah. came through. Yeah. That shit was. We dropping that episode next week. It was hilarious, yeah. man. <laughs> hilarious. Him and Matt, hilarious. Yeah. So crazy. That's, That's what we gotta do. You know how they joined. You know how they joined yesterday. You called him Chad. They talking about C Diddy. Diddy. Yeah. It threw me. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> then he said Matt, and it hit me. I'm like, he talking about. Oh, he talking about the realest podcast ever. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. did that show yesterday. But at my, I think my joint probably gonna come out with them in a few weeks. So I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I ain't even know though. That's what's up. Yeah, no. It was funny when I called him, I think when I talked to him, he's like, yo, I swear, it's like, y'all must have been talking. He said, I swear, you hit me and then Wolf hit me right after you yeah. hit me. I no, said, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, that was just a random film. But I hit y'all both on the same day. I was like, I text you and I text him and y'all both was like, this day and that day. I was like, all right, fuck yeah, it. Yeah, like, you hit me and I hit him. Yeah. It's like, we still all hit each other. We should have just put it in the group yeah, chat. I know. Then we got a whole group, <laughs> group chat. chat. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the group chat. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what's but, up, um, though. I'm glad to see you back, man. You here today. You just released, or well, you about to release your second book. Yeah, yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Two times author. Yeah. yeah. Period. Yeah, times two. Big facts. Damn. So the art of accountability. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. So what made you go this direction? First off, because your first book was uh, Cheating Is Not Cheating. cheating. And that was more uh, <sighs> on the relationship side of yeah. things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this one is more about getting your life on track yeah i feel like so it's so the thing is i was going to make it about accountability and relationships mm-hmm. but when I, mean, I started right and i started to realize i'm like this shit's so universal that i just want to teach people accountability in total because it'll, you could apply the same tools to the relationship mm-hmm. but the thing the, the reason i pivoted this way because with cheating is not cheating is like it was the discussion, the conversation starter, right? This mm-hmm. is let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about pride, ego, double standards, different shit like that. But it seemed like nobody wanted to do the work. So it's like everybody is conscious of everything that they should and shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And every you go on the internet, there's no shortage of videos of people telling you what you should and shouldn't do okay. in your relationship. But for me, it's like who the fuck is talking about the solution, like taking action, right. like the conversation is happening, but nobody actually applying the thing that they acquiring in a sense Mm -hmm. so for me this book is about taking action it's like all right cool you understand why cheating is not cheating or you understand whatever it is that you even want in your life but Mm -hmm. what are you going to do to create that because Mm -hmm. when it's all said it's not nobody wants nothing and i feel like a lot of people sit around entitled and you know they don't take account because my book is a self-reflection book first but Mm -hmm. it's three pillars to you gonna learn about accountability you're gonna learn how to take accountability for yourself how to allow others to hold you accountable without being defensive and feeling attacked, and also how to hold others accountable without offending them. Mm. Because there's really an art to that. Like, yeah. so many business partners, relationships, brothers, sisters, parents, 
when you don't understand that art to accountability, you can literally have a fallout. Right. Because somebody might be meaning well behind what they're saying, and you might take it wrong. Take it yeah, wrong. It's, a, it's a thin line. And I always say people, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Every time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even to your point, it's like a lot of people don't even know how to approach it. Right? Mm-hmm. So most people only look to hold others accountable. Oh, well, Smooth did, Amber did, but it's never, uh, well, what could I have done? Like, mm. and for me, that's why it's a self, that's why you look at my cover as a mirror on the cover. Yes, I love that. You know, you like that? Yes. I wanted to ask y'all what y'all thought about the title because I didn't go with my normal, like, I could have went in the direction of like another cheating is not cheating, but I'm like, if I don't do, if I use the word accountability, let me see if it, if people actually pick it up. Right. Because people run away from that type of shit. Accountability. Yeah. And like, if I would have said how women don't take accountability, yeah, then they're going to jump on that joint. How yeah. men need to take accountability, flying. Yeah. But when you just say the art of accountability is like, I ain't really specify who it's for, so motherfuckers is like, damn, that, they saying they like the title more, but I, I'm I curious. Think it's, I think it's a good title. I think when you say the art of accountability, you really give it a, a, a broad scope to yeah. help people understand yeah. it's an art to accountability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To have it is like almost, you know, understanding a trade. Yeah, you know what I mean? 100%. Because everybody good, yeah. don't know it. You know yeah, what I mean? 100%. 100%. So that's a good way to put it. It's definitely something that if you can lock down accountability, you truly can... Get through life way easier, much better, less drama. Telling you, bro. And like, that's the key. It's, you, it's a tool, right? A lot of times, like, people use it as a weapon. I, I, I got that analogy in a book. I say, like, when you think about holding somebody accountable, if, if that's symbolically, if I say I'm running at you with a hammer and I'm trying to hit you with that shit, you gonna stand there? No. No, you gonna move out the way because... I'm running at you with something that could potentially harm you. Right. When you try to force somebody to take accountability, they get defensive because they feel like you're attacking them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you use that same hammer as a tool and I build the fucking set, right. now you all ears because I'm using it in a conduct a constructive way to build something up versus being destructive and trying to tear something, something down. down. So when you think about accountability as a tool and realize that when you master the art of it, knowing like, okay, because it's going to look different in different situations. A lot of people cannot get to where they need to be because they can't accept accountability, so they don't have accountability teams. Mm. We all got that person where you can't tell them nothing. Yeah. Like, right. no matter what, it's like, man, I ain't, I'm, I'm burnt out. I, I'm running out. I'm tired of repeating myself type shit. And when you find yourself in that predicament, you could be somebody with genuine intentions, but because that person is non-receptive yeah. to your, your attempts to help them, you like, I'm not helping you. So when you self-reflect first and you realize, ain't none of us perfect, but instead of me worried about what the fuck y'all got going on, let me worry about what I got going on and if I improve me, if we all say, yo, you know what, let's improve ourselves, right. it's inevitable that this gets better. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. And that's, and that's why I like your mirror on the cover so much, because I feel like the self-reflection, yeah. that the honesty in it like you have to be honest with yourself or else it's not gonna work i'm telling you 100 percent. and it's the main thing too is just that accountability it stretches so far because even when you're doing business relationships it's all about accountability because that's accounted with accountability comes like communication yes you know what i mean i feel like those is the keys to making sure your relationships period friendships or business relationships or Sexual relationships, that's how they work. Yeah, 100%. If you could do, if you could keep accountability as well as communicate, you good. Yeah, for sure, because it's the base of it, right? So it's like, it, it, it also warrants trust and it builds character. Because if we all take accountability, I can trust you. Because mm. if I say smooth, can you come through for me? And you say, yeah, because I know, because you're an accountable person, if you wasn't, you would say no. And yeah. I can respect that just as much as you saying, yeah, because I know whether you do or you don't is based on your integrity versus you saying, I got you, and then not coming through for me. Right. Right. So accountability benefits us in so many ways that people don't even understand because the fact that I don't want 
want to let somebody down. That's why, even when I was running late, I text you, I'm going to be there by. That's mm-hmm. me taking accountability. Before you say, yo, don't, yo, you late. I already, yo, bro, I'm running behind. I'm already taking accountability right. before the situation even arrives. And if it's, it's challenging for people because many people have a, 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 a distorted image of themselves. Like, mm-hmm. we like to think we perfect, right? Yeah. Like, I don't got too much to work on. I was nice to you. Or I, I treated you right. Or I did this. Or I communicated. But it's like, we can't always view life through the lens of our own perspective. Sometimes you have to look at how you're being perceived. Like, you might think you're the best dad in the world, but until you put yourself in your son's shoes and see what he might be experiencing, you will never mm. see if it's room to grow. Damn. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at it in relationships. Like, I can't understand certain emotions a woman's going to feel. I'm not a woman. Okay. But I can at least, pers- from perspective-wise, find a way to attach it to how I would feel. Yeah. So we might not feel the same way about certain things, but it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that can hurt my feelings. A lot of times people don't understand how these things work. So they might compare, let's use cheating because my first book was on cheating. They might mm-hmm. compare the actions of cheating, but in reality, the conversation is about being betrayed more than anything. Mm-hmm. So we might not understand what, how cheating affects them because yes. we don't look at it like right. them. Right. But if we understand betrayal, and see it from that perspective, we can be like, damn, well, if somebody betrayed me, I would feel this way. Right. That's how we attach the emotion. So when you think about, and it all attached to accountability because you're not even going to self-reflect in that way if you don't take accountability. Right. If you look at it like, man, well, every time somebody says something to you, you deflect and you got something to say to them, well, you did this. Yeah, well, you was late the other day. It's like, yo, yeah. we're not even talking about that. Like, yeah. we're talking about today. So, you know, my whole objective is really just forcing people to slow down and stop being so full of ourselves because mm-hmm. I got a chapter in there called I did this to myself. Yeah. And it's, that's like, for me, this, it's just self-explanatory. It's like, you got to look in the mirror and laugh sometimes. Like, yo, like, even if you got... A lot if, of shit come from what you done. I yeah. did this to myself. Even if some shit happened that you wasn't okay with, you didn't dealt with a bad partner for so long. At some point, you got to be like, damn, yeah, they treated me like shit. But I did this to... How long did I sit here and not use my power to walk away? So when you say, you know what, yeah, the first time they got me, but the last 25 times, that was, I, I made the decision to be dumb right. or to be naive or to be forgiving or whatever the case may be, however you have it. And if you find comfort in that, then you can accept your past because we, we didn't choose the shit that we went through, but we could choose like how we treat going forward, like right. whatever we decide to do moving forward. But it all starts with accountability, like just taking accountability for yourself. So uh, you also, you just mentioned uh, betrayal. Mm-hmm. So I know you talked about a past relationship you had yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. the book uh, yeah. and how you were betrayed. Yeah. And it's crazy. It's like layers to it. So I wanted to get into it. Yeah. One is just about when you start to realize and you take accountability for even how somebody else's actions and how all that yeah, shit affects you and how you let it affect you. And then two is just the fact that you said it was your homie yeah, 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 that yeah. betrayed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you had to take accountability for even allowing them to put you in that type of position. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because, I mean, we all got decisions to make. And I even say it in the book. I said we might not always like our choices. That'd be the problem. When we don't like our choices, we think we don't have, we don't have one. None. But you literally, every in every situation, you have a choice. It's not a choice. It's not nothing that ever happened in your life where you didn't have two options. You can't tell, y'all can't name a situation where it was one, unless you were being flat out controlled and you literally had no choice. If you weren't being controlled, you had options. You might have didn't like the options. And so when we look at it from that perspective, it's like, yeah, I had to take it into account that I put myself in this predicament. You know what I mean? But this is where growth is sustained. So going back to it, I feel like for me, it was about realizing, I guess, like the betrayal factor in a friendship hurt me the most, more Mm -hmm. than the cheating, because I wasn't faithful. 
So, like, I could take it to account. Like, all right, if she... I couldn't even be mad at the sex part because I was still salty about when, how, how like... Yeah, how all the, the fuck, other details. You know that, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, and then the fact that when you don't never get closure or clarity or a motherfucker try to make you out to be like, you tripping or you crazy, yeah. when you know damn well... Even down to the point where you, if you could provide facts, they like, nope, that ain't, that ain't it. <laughs> At this point, it's like, I gotta find, because if I don't isolate my behaviors, I'm depressed, I'm miserable, I'm a, I hate everybody. Like, it's like, so when I sit back and I reflect, I had to say, you know what, that was nothing but God in so many ways because, for one, I feel like God protected me from the people that I was around because if two people could conspire to, to come together and do some shit like that, mm-hmm. what else could y'all conspire to do? That's oh, just yeah. how my mind works. So right. that was a layer of protection. And then at the same time, it made me realize how the laws of karma work too because although I never got caught cheating, Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it was like a situation where she revenge cheated, like, oh, I'm cheating back. She right. didn't cheat on me because I cheated on her. She didn't know I was cheating on her. Mm-hmm. So it's like if she cheated, she just did what the fuck she wanted to do. So that component comes into it. But I'm like, okay, nobody really knew. Who really knew what I was doing behind her back? Right. God. And that's why I say God is mm-hmm. my accountability partner because even when you think you can run a circle around the people, like, I could probably... Out with y'all, ten times out of ten. Not saying I, you get what I'm saying, right, but, right, right. but the fact that matter is, it don't matter what you can get in, get away with in front of the world. You can't God's get away. Still going God is watching. That, that so is a fact. It, it boosts my integrity because now I don't lie. I love that. Right. I don't even lie to girls. Like I say what I'm on. Like I, I'm completely <laughs> transparent because I don't even want to deal with God in that way. And yeah. I used the example. I was like, yo, it's like you don't never want to let God come find you. You want to mm. go find mm. God because it's like no different than if you running late. And your parents got to come find you. Yeah. You're going to get in more trouble than if you walk in the crib 20, 30 minutes late. Yeah. They might yell at you. Right. But if they got to come find you, oh, it's roll call. It's on time. Yeah. And yeah. I felt like in that moment, I was running away from that. And, you know, I just ended up going through a downward spiral of like a lot of shit happened. And that was just one of the trickle effects. But like I said, looking back on it as an accountable person, I can't act like a victim. Mm. A lot of people get cheated on and play victim. Not saying right. that we're not, it's not real victims in the world. I'm separating that from what I'm saying in this moment. People get cheated on and just like feel like it's nothing that they could do to reflect or even as, as listen, I told myself this listen, maybe they liked each other. Maybe I was just a man in the middle and got caught <laughs> and as got collateral caught, damage. Yeah, right. Like, she ain't my soulmate because we're not together now. So it was like, if I keep carrying the story, oh, she did this, she did that, he did this, he did that. Now I'm walking around bitter and miserable. I right. let it be what it's going to be. You know, I hope they enjoyed it. I hope it was good. Okay. <laughs> and a lot of times, I want the best for them. A lot of times it do, it, it, it be parts. We all play in these things. So, like, even when you say, like, uh, she didn't catch you cheating, you you still could have been behaving in a manner that of which 100%. she felt as though you was on some other no, shit. 100%, 100%, you know what I mean? 100%. Like, you a little distant. Yeah, 100%. You turning your yeah. phone over. Yeah. You know what I mean? You giving off this vibe of this energy, so now she on a different type That's vibe of energy. Yeah. And I, I was like, um, you know, I was on Talk Heavy, and it was just like, you know, they ask you about relationships and if you cheat or if somebody cheat on you, and I always say, like, if somebody cheat on you, you gotta, you know, take that because yeah. if you already doing other shit, you gotta hold yourself accountable. 100%. Exactly. And you know it's, what I mean? you it's crazy that. because like, I feel like I can't even put my finger, I feel like at the point, we was like, just, we just was growing apart and I mm-hmm. felt like the relationship should have died. It should have been done. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we was fighting to stay together, but it was just toxic. Mm. But it was, I can't even say I was, dis- I wasn't dumb enough to really like allow her to peep a pattern and be like, he's, she, I don't even think she really could suspect it. She could suspect it, but not like how she got a genuine, uh, yeah, like, like yeah. not like no angle to come at me on. Because I don't know, I just kind of never really moved a certain way. I never really was cheating like in a way, I don't know, I would just, 
Not on some giving up no, yourself type no, shit. You never. Still was, being it was normal. within my schedule. Like, you know, I never was <laughs> oh my, my time. Yeah. I never was spinning her for another chick. Like, I was never staying out. I was never doing none of the dumb shit I feel like niggas do when they get caught up. Yeah. I would just literally, in the course of my day, and it might be my lunch break, essentially. Like, schedule is crazy. I'm like, sorry. Because it's like, if I'm... sit my tea. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I can accept this at the growth stage that I'm at now. Because it used to be hard to talk about because when you're Thanks. still trying to grow, you don't want to mention the nut shit you did. Yeah. You're like, I don't want people to think I'm still on that. But I'm so comfortable with myself and where I'm at in my life. It's like, I had to grow from that mm-hmm. shit because now I could honestly write about it and say, this is what I learned from it. Mm-hmm. And people got to know that you went through it to understand why you could talk about it. So, yes. But to your cool. point... It is other variations that you play and factor into not. But again, that's why I got a chapter in there called self-accountability versus self-blame. I'm not blaming myself for what she did. Right. I'll take accountability for what I did and what could have possibly contributed to what she did. Mm-hmm. But she still has accountability for what she did. They are not like in an accountability court. You get tried alone. It's yeah. not I did this because you did that. It's no such thing as cheating back. I hate it. Oh, I cheated <laughs> back. No, you cheated too. You cheated too. Yeah. You, you can't cheat back. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Cheating mm-hmm. back would be like if I hit you and you hit me back. But how do you cheat back? Like a reflex? No. Like what do you like? How? Like what do you do to cheat back? You can't. No, this individual person cheated. This individual person cheated. They both cheated. There's no cheating back. It don't matter who did it first. Yeah. The fact that it matters because there's so many people who were cheated on and decided to leave. Yeah. And that's my energy now. It's like ah, I, I ain't. We're not even at, doing the back nah, and forth. For what? I'm just out. leave. Yeah. Yeah. Holla. Shit. Mm-hmm. Like shit. My girl, you watch this. Listen. If you decide to ever do some shit like that to me, just make me decide, nigga. Cause like I want the deal. <laughs> he getting like don't have me paying the bills, dealing with all the headaches, and he get discounted pussy. No. If you um, ever want two niggas, flip the road. Let me know. I'll be the side nigga. Get the discounted sex. And, and he can pay for everything. Just don't let me pay more than what he's paying. Yeah. Like, we got it got to be equivalent. Let or I got to get the, the better side end. of the deal. I need to be the better end of the deal. <laughs> he said, you got to pick between two pig ends. But, but let me still get what he was about to get because that's just a better arrangement. Like, yeah, I'm mature enough good. to have that conversation. But no, all jokes aside, though, I just felt like, you know, that that's, that, that's just what it come down to. Everybody got to isolate their own behavior. Like, we all individual human beings with free will. God gave everybody free will. God don't even control us. Mm-hmm. Literally. Y'all think if God wanted to control us, we would be acting the way we acting? Like, let's be honest. Like, nah, you think y'all be having the sex y'all having, drinking, smoking? Doing all the while. You think all, come on. So he gave us more. the freedom of choice to yeah. do what we wanted to do. And that's why we have to take accountability because we are all responsible for ourselves. I have children. I can't control them and what they do. I can set a, a, a scope and a parameter in which they can operate in, mm-hmm. but that don't mean they're going to listen. Yeah. How many things y'all did behind your parents' back? Right. And motherfuckers out here like the parents got to be held accountable. How? Yeah. I was lying to my mom too. I was running a movie around. She at work all they day. They got to work. Right. The only exactly. things parents should be held accountable for is the well-being, the welfare, the things they teach their children, the things they allow on their watch. But you can't really control a child behind your back, like yeah. because we all individual, and that's why children need to be held accountable too. That's what I'm about mm-hmm. to say, because that's what I do with my kids. You gotta also teach them to uh, hold themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you fuck up, you know what you did. You know what come with that. You know the punishment. You 100%. know, you know what I'm saying? 100%. Hold yourself accountable, bro. 100%. I do, do it every time. Yeah, nah, I don't I, even tell them what the pun. You tell me. Yeah, not for you real. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so now you understand what Which happens exactly. when you do bad, 100%. when you do wrong. And then now they, if they understand, we teach our kids that they understand that it's consequences to every action. Mm-hmm. We pre- we protect them from themselves. 
Exactly. When we coddle our children and make them think that, oh, that's my baby. They ain't do nothing. That, that. Now they think that that's how life works and they grow up and do shit. And that, do shit. And now we can't say Expecting it to be cool. It's and never going to be like, right. no, you can't coddle your kids. You have to literally create a space of accountability where though, like my daughters can articulate what they, what they do wrong. Mm-hmm. My older daughter is 13 now. She had the point like, Dad, I don't, she don't even tell me what her friends do. She do some BS. She's telling me her side because she not don't care about the rest of it. She's like, you always told me you don't even care what the, you mm-hmm. only want to hear what I did. So, and even when it come down the line, she don't lie to me because she's like, you always say, I'm not going to get in trouble for telling the truth. I'm going to get in trouble for lying. So. I say the same shit. That's like, true. yeah, you could, don't, if you, I can always hear you out. Even if she gets suspended, get into a, whatever, get right. into it with the teacher, I will hear my kids out because my mom did that for me. Mm-hmm. Right? But if she lied to me, it's like now, because I be, t- yo, so I'm, it might sound crazy when I say this, but we human. I don't fuck with liars. My kids are liars. <laughs> I'm not going, like, I don't gotta, I gotta love you and take care of you, but your character is gonna be you flawed. Feel way, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna feel away. Like, you a liar. Like, I don't want, I don't want to raise and, liars. It, it's like I'm dealing with that now. My, my daughter is the one, though. It's the crazy part. My son. That nigga, he can't tell a lie. Like yeah. he like Pinocchio. You know what I'm saying? He can't do it. He yeah. literally can't. He don't know how. And sometimes he don't even know how to say certain things out of his face. And I gotta tell him. But I'm big on like we gonna communicate yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. fully understand each other. So he'll lay it out flat. But my daughter be trying to connive and get away with shit. And I had to tell her like, yo, I would rather you just tell the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? The lion shit digs you a hole. Yeah. And I know I'm, I already did what you done did already. Yeah, so anything you think you're getting away with, I done did 10 times. Yeah. I know what you're doing. How old is she? She uh 13. She yeah. had got a report card. And remind you, she like a great student. She had all like A's and B's and then a F. She and it. so she 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 hid a report card. Yeah. She just gave it to me this week and she had it for like a week. Yeah, and crazy. then she pulled it out and was like, yeah, I had to go get a new one because uh the, I lost the old one. This report card rankled as fuck. Right. Okay. I already I this didn't the even original, call her This is the first report card of all time. Yeah, this is like, the I'm original like, copy. I'm like, I told her, I'm like, yo, first off, I know you was lying when you said you had to get a new one. I'm like, it was rankled as fuck. So it was in your book bag for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> and then she was like, you, you it, 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 am I going to get it more if I tell the truth, I say you already on punishment. It's like what you can't get no worse. Yeah. So, so if you gonna tell the truth, I ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah, I did have it for like a week. Yeah. Like exactly, you lying for nothing. For nothing, yeah. But you make yourself look like a liar. So yeah. now anything you say, I, I gotta question. question. It. Yeah, you know I, what I'm yeah. saying. And you don't want to be that type of person exactly. where nobody can believe shit you say because yes. you always we lying. Hundred percent. I'm like you gotta hold hold yourself okay. accountable. You but know what I mean? I'm glad. I'm gonna be real. Like this, and I'm gonna tell you another intentional thing I did with this book. Like when I wrote cheating, I say the thing is. The book been writing itself for years. I can pull up a video from 10 years ago where I'm talking about cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this how far back for me. Like, but when I was a right. rapper, I still was making relationship videos. I had a whole <laughs> segment on YouTube called No Script. And people used to email me and ask for relationship advice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Back 10, oh, 10 plus years ago. But with cheating, not cheating, when I wrote it, I started in 2019, essentially. It came out in 2020. But it's like, I did not realize that if you really, see, people not going to really be able to date back because the conversation is so relevant now. In 2019, people were talking about relationships, but it wasn't a podcast and all of this thing wasn't relevant as it is today. So yeah. it's a normality to get on the camera and talk about cheating. Mm-hmm. I did not realize when I was writing it that it was going to pioneer the conversation in such a way because I hear people on podcasts using direct examples and things that they that's in my book. Mm-hmm. So for me, 
I was like, damn. And a, a, a friend of mine, she said, she was like, yo, I felt like you started the conversation, but you didn't keep going with it. Mm. So now I'm conscious about the fact that accountability is very necessary and people throw the word out there, but nobody really using it the right way. It's like, I've heard it here and there. And you might say, oh, the people, no, I'm not taking accountability. But it's like, nobody's really pumping it at the conversation. People just mentioning it in conversations. Yeah. Right. So now I'm, when I put this book out, I understand that it's going to pioneer the conversation for the next two, three years or so. So it's mm -hmm. like, I'm I might spend this year promoting it, but then the years to follow, we're going to look back and be like, yo, remember how cheating was always the conversation? Now everybody's talking about accountability. I'm going to know that I was in front of that this time. Like intentionally, mm. I understand that I'm pioneering a conversation because this is, I want people to talk about it. This is what we need. We, so we, we, we need, need more people yeah. to be holding themselves accountable. I'm telling you. Motherfuckers do that. We have a much better world. Cause it's just even in business, man. I hate when dealing with people and they don't hold themselves accountable. Like you do shit and you flake on something, yeah, or we make we make these plans and then you you do it wrong, or you don't communicate the fact that you can't do certain things, mm -hmm. and now you want me to just like figure it out myself. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, nah. nah, bro, you messed up. Admit that you messed up. Fix that. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time the best way to do it: come in, say. You know, all right, well, I fucked yeah, up, yeah, and yeah, how I fucked up, yeah. and this is how I can rectify the situation. I 100%. said, you can't do business like that, they're going to be happy all the time. Even yeah. when you mess up, it ain't going to feel like a fuck up. Yeah. Exactly. Because it was cool, smooth transitioning to the fix. Because what is really a fuck up? Because yeah. what is really a fuck up if you come to and say, we are human, so it's like, you nobody perfect. So mm -hmm. what is really a fuck up when you own it? Exactly. It's only a fuck up if you feel like it's a fuck up. But I'm going to throw a quote out there. Y'all tell me, y'all remember who said it. We can't change the world unless we change ourselves. I heard it. I, I can't say who said too, it. I did hear that I can't say who said it. Puff Daddy said it to Biggie Smalls. Diddy said it to Biggie. We cannot oh, the change video, the yeah, world we... unless we change ourselves. And that's... That was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, that's the mindset of accountability. That's self-reflection. We cannot change the world unless... If everybody changed themselves, the world would change. Right. Literally, if everybody in this room said, I'm going to do every dish I'm, I have, pick up every trash that I leave... Do, do everything, this house will never have, never be dirty. Right. Literally be nothing to clean because if everybody's cleaning up their own mess, who has to clean up for the There's next no person? Mess left. If you were focused on your mess, how can you worry about somebody else's mess? Now, say we all do it and he decides, you know what, I'm slacking today. Here's where accountability teams come in at. Yo, bro, I don't know if you noticed that. Maybe you did, but you left that. You know, we keep, we trying to hold the standard up here. We say we all going. Then he takes the accountability. Damn, you're right, bro. I'll try, let me, you know, mm -hmm. simple prop, but the, it's a simple form. But what happens is so many people are running away from who they truly are and they don't want to hear the truth. Mm. So it's like they reject it. And then if you tell them they truth, they're going to tell you yours. Right. Yeah, well, you got in that nut ass hood. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to help you. Trying you trying to, to hurt you, me. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we can't change the world unless we change ourselves. So when you think about it, and then. Even in a book. So I, I got three steps to taking accountability. You know what I'm saying? You got... I definitely put that. It's awareness, it's acknowledgement, and it's acceptance. That's the three steps to mm -hmm. taking accountability. Cherish and then, your awareness, yeah, appreciate acknowledgement, and, and acceptance. Accept they, they, that's the three chapter names, but that's what it is. It's like, you can't change nothing if you're not aware. Mm -hmm. And that's what tends to happen. Like, people don't be aware. Or they don't even allow themselves to become aware to the, to the fact that they might be a part of the problem. It's literally just not their fault at all. It's like... I did nothing wrong. I did everything I could. Until you become aware, you can't change nothing. If you don't know that something is broke, you can't fix you it. You can't fix can't it. can't work on it. 
the acknowledgement part is we always be quick to want our credit when it's time to get rewarded. I, I created that. That was mine. I, I mm-hmm. trademarked. I stamped that. But the moment you when do some nut shit, side. everybody like what they hear there, hoping nobody realize. Uh-huh. No, you gotta show up to get the the credit. You gotta own it the way. same way. You gotta own it the same way. And accepting it is about realizing, like you know what, I might not like my life as it stands today, but it don't have to stay like this. So mm-hmm. it, it's because it's acceptance in a great you you gotta accept what you did. That's one thing. But I'm saying even in a bigger picture, just accepting that you might not be where you want to be, mm-hmm. and until you accept it, you're never going to even take the steps to you, you're in denial. You're, you're in, in denial, denial, so you're not doing the things you need to do in order to get where you want to go. Hundred percent. So once you accept it, you can then begin to move forward. Imagine exactly. that person that was in the Super Bowl. He made the wrong read, threw a pick six. He living with that moment for the rest of his life. I fucked right. up. So he's never going back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Because instead of allowing that moment to be a defining moment that he fuels to be like, all right, I'll see where I fucked up at. I accept that I fucked up there. And here's where I'm going to grow so I don't make the same mistake again. He's hard. He's got all the what it could have been, should have stories. Oh, yeah. Me and my team could have, we would have, we should have, we should have. And it's like you living in the past because you haven't accepted the reality. Mm. It's like even when you go through a bad breakup, a lot of people go through breakups at 23 years old and at 33 still hurt from the shit because they didn't accept it. Yeah. They didn't accept you gotta accept the shit, yo. Listen, you know what? Fuck that relationship. Like I wrote about my shit. Listen, yeah. I'm cool. Like you uh-huh. know what I mean? I'm healing in other areas because healing is a journey, it's not a destination. But when it comes to that conversation, I'm perfectly fine because mm-hmm. I accepted it. Like you know what? That's what it is. It's and then another part of the book, I teach people boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the key things. So many people are don't have boundaries. Like they, it's right. just like they do not know how to establish boundaries. We are naturally, because humans are non-confrontational, naturally people pleasers, by nature, is almost natural to want to be accepted, mm-hmm. to want to be liked. So in order to be liked, you got to not do shit to offend. But right. you got to learn there's a difference between being a nice person and a good person. A nice person is a people pleaser. A good person just has good intentions. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, cool. Like, I know that I mean well. You might yeah. not always like my approach. Yeah, I, I, I can say no. I can do yeah. this, but my intentions are it's always good. good. Yeah. I, I said no. It's not a problem. I don't got to But if you don't have boundaries, if you understand how to set. And, and people think, okay, setting boundaries is, okay, don't call me after 10 o'clock. Then somebody call them after 10 o'clock, and they're like, you're not respecting my boundaries. Well, boundaries are not for them to respect. <laughs> they're for you to respect. Like, do you think people just respect the law? Right. Like, think about it. Like, do you think... The laws is out here, and I broke a few. I'm pretty sure you did. You did. We don't. So when you think about just because you state something, that don't mean people are going to respect it. Right. But when you break the law, what happens if you get caught? You have to enforce it. That's how boundaries work. So the boundary, you state the boundary, then you state the consequence. Listen, if you call me at the 10 o'clock, I'm putting you on the block list. If they call you at the 10 o'clock, you block them. That's yeah. how boundaries work. But when people don't have boundaries, they be like, they keep asking me and I keep saying, you not establishing the boundary. And then when they cross the boundary, you're not inflicting no you're type of conflict. Yeah, you, you, you have to enforce them. So it's like all of these different things that's in the book. And I took one word, accountability, and I wrote 40,000 words yeah. off this one word. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. And um, we about to get into the food now. But when we come back from the food, I, I really want to talk about how vulnerable you get in this book. Yeah, because I, like yeah, like I feel that. like that's yeah, I feel like that's real crazy. Yeah. I, I can't wait to like get your scope on how you feel about exposing yourself Let's do to it. the world like that. So right. y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. It's your girl Immigrant, y'all. We got the Wolf. Let's get it. Be right back. Let's go. It's our favorite part of the show. That's your favorite. Yes, sir. Ah, chef. What you got cooking? You already know. <laughs> Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth, and it is my favorite part of the show. It's time to get into that food. And today's chef, if you're a friend and fan of the show, you already know her, the chef Dina, representing G's Kitchen. 
She's here again to spoil me. I love when you come. It's always delicious. It's always something popping. So what you got for me today? Today we have our cast iron macaroni and cheese mm -hmm. with our baked stuffed chicken seared to perfection with um, it's stuffed with spinach, um, roasted peppers and onions, mm -hmm. and mushrooms. Mm, I heard that seared to perfection. You know what I'm saying? It's the words that matter, baby. You got to talk this into existence. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready for this. This is this is delicious. You know how we do it. Let them know where to find you, how to get, you know, them some of this seared to perfection, you know, stuffed chicken breast. You can find me at Instagram, gkitchen underscore underscore. That's J-I-E, kitchen underscore underscore. Mm, that's going to be delicious. I can't wait. But you already know. It's your boy Smooth. Cooking up two on five. Let's get back to the show. Let's go. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Smooth. It's your girl Emma Grand. We got the wolf with us. Listen, Chef Dina, G's Kitchen. Y'all see what we working wow. with? This is serious. I know y'all be a little upset, man. I know y'all be wanting hey, to come. Can we brought the food? Oh, go do you think? I tell you, you know, do man. Please bless this food and the nourishment in our bodies and for everything else in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Mm. I'll take it. I'll be ready. Listen, I'll be ready. Jesus. I'm one of them kids. I'm ready. It's stuffed and it's seared to perfection, y'all. When everybody closed their eyes and bowed their heads at Thanksgiving, I'm yeah. already digging in a little bit. I didn't find out what this drink was, but I'm going to find out on the way. Oh, yeah. We definitely got to find serious. out. It's serious. But this thing looked delicious. She don't play. She bring her special presentation for her drinks. Every time? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, mom. Every mm -hmm. time Chef Dina come, y'all know. Mm. She said, Carrie, they're making mm. cheese. Cheesy, cheesy. Oh my God. Tender chicken. I'm trying to get up in there. No bullshit. Yeah, man. Let's see what that's here. You gotta for. put the chicken in the mac and cheese. Mm. Put that on your brother? Yeah, that's what I did. Mm. That chicken perfect. This is serious. Mm. I know you're making somebody wholesome. hungry right now. Mm-hmm. Somebody Real bad. Mm. Real bad. Mm. The cheese with the spinach and the inside of the chicken? Oh yeah. It's I'm like, trying to get to that. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting to that. That's, that's that. That's carrying. That's carrying. And a presentation. Mm. Can't get rid of it. I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all better get with it. It look as, as mm. good as it look. Yeah. Because I eat with my eyes. So if something don't look right, I'm going to assume it don't taste right. I know me and Dina going to be. It look just me, as good as it tastes. She gave me this motherfucking butter knife. Instead of a knife, right? <laughs> fucking me up. Yeah. <laughs> but it is delicious, mm. though. But, um, so before we, um... You know, winter break and everything like that. We talked about um, you just getting uh, real deep and vulnerable in this book. Like you, you, you speak on a lot of things you went through, relationship-wise, financially-wise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Business-wise. Sure. What what made you take that route with this book? Because I felt like I can't tell somebody to take accountability for self while lacking and neglecting to give examples of how I had to take accountability for mm -hmm. myself. So mm -hmm. like, with cheating and not cheating, I did not want, pe I didn't want to use personal examples because I didn't want nobody to think the book was personal. Mm -hmm. I want nobody to read that book and be like, it's coming from his perspective. It was like, no, you got perspective, you got subjective, and then you got uh, objective. And I wanted that to be objective. But mm -hmm. with this, it wasn't really an objective approach because accountability is perspective and subjective no matter what, right? Unless, I mean, certain things are just fact, but the fact for the most part is a self thing. So I can't say that I'm going good. to... Now you got me ready to try I'm it. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say like, yo, you should self-assess yourself while not giving examples of what that looked like for me. 
And like we were talking about, it just like more. I wanted people to be able to relate to me. I don't normally open up about my personal shit because everybody mm-hmm. come to me for advice. Nobody come to me and be like, Wolf, how you feeling today? Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? I got a, a nice community of people that I, you know, I got, you know, people that I can counsel and consult with and lean on. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying the average follower of mine is coming to me for an answer. Mm-hmm. Right. So this gave me the opportunity to give answers while at the same time expressing myself and getting some shit off my chest because, I mean... I, it's like it's a part of my. It's a, it's, it's, this was part of the legacy. Mm-hmm. This is part of the 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 history. This is part of the story. Right. So it's so much more to the story that got to be told. I got. I might as well tell this part because this now becomes history. So mm-hmm. I'm making more history. And in a year or two, if I put out another book, it'll be new stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And I try to keep it as current as possible. Like I talked about how, what I went through during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm making so much money, but I felt so empty. Like I don't, I don't know if everybody in here, you know, you know what was happening in the pandemic. We right, were, right. We were, too, we yeah. were wealthy. It was a pandemic. Yeah, it was, we were running it up. So, I, mm-hmm. and at the same time, my first book is taking off. But at the same time, I'm damn near okay. You're running into money you never had before. Because I always, I feel like I make a, a, a nice amount every year, just mm-hmm. on the grind alone. But this year was different. Like this year was like more. It was like, oh shit, I bought multiple cars and. I'm buying this and I'm doing that and I'm traveling here and I'm, right. you know, I'm doing all of these different things. But in reality, I'm really distracted. And mm-hmm. then I felt like when it when I, I moved to Atlanta and I sat still for the second half of the year, I started to feel more empty. I'm like, damn, like I'm not. And that's why I realized the most important thing to me is my purpose. I was just Nothing about to say that. You spoke on feeling um, purposeless. Yeah, purposeless. Yeah. And it was crazy because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I know not. Yeah. Like, my man, stay busy. Yeah, you just yeah, like yeah. me. You know, yeah, we yeah. serial entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. And it's so crazy how you can be a serial entrepreneur. And I, we talked about that, how yeah. it's a curse at the same time. Yeah, 100%. Because you can do so many things being a hustler. You could pivot so many ways. But then you get this feeling of, like, what am I really supposed what to be, be doing? doing? Yes. What matters? It'll have, right. For It'll right. have you feeling like you don't, you're not walking in your purpose. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it became a thing where... I'm telling you, like last year, 2022, I had an opportunity to, um, I was working with, uh, in a music business still, one of the people I was working with, great record label, great opportunity, I'm talking about this is an opportunity I would have fucking prayed for, but for me, even though I felt like everything that I ever would have wanted in this opportunity was in front of me, it still didn't feel like it was what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. Never opportunity, I got folks out in Miami. Good, good dude, good, his good family, good wife, good whole thing. They love me like family, treat me like family. Got a nice company, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? On a financial literacy tip, mm. you know what I mean? I made good money with them in 2020. Like, I'm talking about uh, five figures a month, like, you know what I mean? For the, the time, for the little time frame that I was dealing with them, dealing I made with. good money. Right. And uh, they brought me out there last year. He shut me down. He our age, what my age, 30 years old. He's like, but he's a multimillionaire. Yo, listen, uh, I want you to fuck with what we got going on. I think we can really shake that another great opportunity. I can help you make 50, 60 K a month. Like this, mm. it's not like he capping. Like I've seen him make two fifty a week and mm. certain like for, for real, like, you know what right. I'm saying? And he like, yo, I can show you, you could be at them numbers and, but it didn't feel like it was my purpose. So I turned it down. So now I got two different situations with two good, then just having conversations. Like even I had an opportunity uh, when I was living in Atlanta, Ron wanted me to manage his, uh, his um, franchise wanted to but a great opportunity. He even said to me, I mean, you still can do it if you want. Like, the drug not another gr- cool opportunity to be able to be in a, a, a resourceful environment. Mm-hmm. But for me, it still didn't feel like my purpose. Right. So it's like, imagine having a, the, five years ago, these opportunities come, I'm, I'm on it. Like, what? Like, but 
haven't reached a certain level of success, even if it's perceived, because sometimes people perceive your levels of success to be higher than how you feel. Because yeah. yeah. it's like, I don't feel like I did as much as I want to do, but to the world, they like, he's arrived. Right. So then that creates that sense of how do I really arrive? Because I don't even got the feeling that y'all portraying or projecting onto me. Which y'all giving me, you're giving me this I haven't thing, even like got there. what I wanted yet. Right. So, but it's there in front of me, but it don't feel like it's what I'm supposed to take. So that's what I, one of my fast, last time I was telling y'all about it. And that was to find my purpose. And then I realized I really love educating. I love speaking. If I had to do something, and another thing that they said that was key, the secret to their success was simply doing what they have been doing for over 10 years. It's not that they did anything different. They they caught a lucky brick. It was literally being consistent. Mm -hmm. And I had to ask myself, what have I done? consistently for 10 years mm. and i said okay i can't i have nothing so moving forward what will i do for the next 10 years i'm going to put out books i'm going to speak across the world and i'm going to relationship coach those are the things that i'm going to do to submit myself to be able to accomplish because i understand that i'm 30 i'm at a new decade i'm in the ground level of where it's like starting over it's a new decade mm -hmm. essentially from 10 to 20 that was a decade from 20 to 30 that was a decade I would have said zero to 10, but we was kids. Now from 30 to 40, what does this decade look like? And it has to be aligned with my purpose. I literally have a goal and it's to su 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 submit myself in a way where it's like, I want to be known as one of the greatest thinkers, authors, speakers of mm. our time. I want to go down as that and I have to start now. Because when you think about it, it's like the history that we are making is happening now. Thanks. We don't never look at it like that. We think that history happens later. No, history is happening. Motherfucker, the shit we talk about from 10 years ago was the history that exists now that we didn't think was history in that moment. Mm -hmm. I'm not making that make, making that mistake again. And I feel like even with these books, this is how you cement yourself. Literature is legacy. When you think about it, a guy, we all heard of uh, Think and Grow Rich. Right. Napoleon Hill, he wrote that book in 19, 1937 or 38. He put that book out. It's almost 100 years ago. Right. The book, people still discovering that book and today. It's, it's still a major book. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you think about that, for me, it's like, I think long term with all of this shit now. And being away from my purpose and now getting back to it, I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Fuck the money. Like I, I, I was, I did not, I was not financially straight last year. When the opportunities was coming, I needed the money. Right. But I had to say, you know what? What I'm trying to do is bigger than what's in front of me. And if I keep hopping at every opportunity to make a quick bag, I'm never gonna do what I really supposed to be doing. And and God, you know, y'all know what your purpose is. Y'all might just be running from it mm. because it hit you. Like this might be the purpose, mm -hmm. but you on it. But everything when you went and opened up that hookah line, God burned it down. Damn. You understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. You doing what you're not supposed to be doing. That's I tried to put my car on Toro. Somebody blew my transmission. Okay, God, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> this ain't my bag. Right. So now when I can literally watch you blow up, watch you blow up and be happy for y'all because I understand that that's not my purpose. Mm -hmm. When you don't know your purpose, when shit happening around you, you jump to shit that's happening. Yeah. Oh, shit, it. clothes is popping. Clothes. Oh, entrepreneurship over here doing this. Oh, real estate wholesaling. I tried all of that shit and realized that ain't for me. I'm a great speaker. I'm a great educator. I'm a great author. And I'm going to put everything into that. If God want me to reach 100 M's off of it, I will. Right. Because I'm putting the intention behind it. I'm doing the work. But if I, when I wasn't on purpose, I'm just taking the bread, I'm making and spending it, I was depressed. And that made me feel, imagine your bank account. This is the first time I ever seen certain numbers in my account. I'm not right. talking about accumulated over the years, can prove it just on paper. Just all sitting there one I time. I seen the shit and was like, damn, like what the, f and didn't even know what to do with it. Right. So I just started fucking it up. No, nothing. That's, that's what happens. Bro, I spent, <laughs> I, you know, I had one month, I spent like, damn, like, like, like 60 to 80,000 on marketing alone. Mm. That's all crazy. this is 2020. Never forget. 
Mm. My book was popping though. Yeah. See, it was popping <laughs> like was I love God, but I didn't even know what to do with my bread. So I'm just like, I'm at we, me and my friends doing dumb shit like flying to Miami to shop at uh, the what Ball is the Bar Harbor. Yeah. Going to New York. So this is the shit we doing. Just yeah. but if I if I knew then what I know now, and this is a great moment of accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Full circle moment where it's like, okay. God showed me what wealth could look like. We on Rodeo Drive. I literally shopped at all the spots. Right. That was dumb as shit. Like, you had a little taste test. Though, I didn't buy a house. Like, I, didn't, I bought jewelry and everything. I didn't buy a credit. Now, now, I'm ready for success. Right. I'm primed for it. I'm right. I'm like, okay, I understand what's important. I don't care what my bank account says. This is my purpose. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that you can do or you can do to take me off my purpose and be like, yo, wealth. People call me every day with money plays, bro. Yo, you, we can do this. You can make 20K donuts. We can do... I know a bunch of rich people. Mm-hmm. Like, my network is rich people. It's not like... I'm literally somebody of power simply because of my network alone. Mm-hmm. Not even uh, uh, attached to the fact that I'm who I am and the value I have. Just because of my call log, I literally can call the most important people in the the, the, the networks in which I operate in. Right. And there's no shortage of opportunities there. Mm-hmm. But they're not for me. And I feel like when you know your purpose, you got to be okay. Like, LeBron knew his purpose at whatever age he started playing ball. Right. You think he ain't want to, excuse me, Savannah, all due respect, you think he ain't want to get some pussy and all of that growing up and <laughs> hang with his friends and do the dumb shit? He couldn't. He had a purpose. He knew what his purpose was. Knew what his, you cannot say you want to do great things and not be willing to make a great sacrifice. Mm. And um, last year, I had went back to my mom crib for a year to figure it out. Mm. Most motherfuckers ain't going to tell you that. But... I want y'all to understand how committed I was to the purpose. And now imagine a millionaire offering you an uh, opportunity to make 50K a month and you sleeping in the middle room at your mom crib. Mm-hmm. Most niggas going, most, exactly. most of my friends looking at me. I'm sure my exactly. homie, you just came home. I'm letting him hear the voice message. He like, man, you tripping. You're like, tripping, you, yeah, yeah. I, I said, I'm that. not tripping. No, nah, right. because this means more. This shit is priceless. Right. This run is personal. Mm-hmm. If I would have took that 50K, who'd just say that it would have been for me? What if I would have blew it again and now I'm back feeling depressed? No. That's the thing. That. Nine times out of ten, you will blow it again. I'm just having that conversation with but somebody. Did, yeah, go ahead. It's uh-huh. like when you walk in your purpose, it's a long term thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we always, I, I was saying, like, why do millionaires and billionaires still keep doing what they're doing? Like, I always say, like, if I had that money, I would just chill i would lay low but it's because they doing what they want to do this is their purpose so like yeah it makes money but this is just what i do you know what i'm saying i love doing this so i'm gonna just keep fucking doing what i'm doing there's never a day like what that little baby said he's like um all the millionaires i know they still working still working all the billionaires you know still working you don't stop and it's like once you find that thing like even with us or the show you like now we at that age that 30 ball now you're like all right I gotta stop playing. Yeah, like shit is real. Like we yeah. we did a lot of taste testers yeah. and seeing what what it was through our twenties. Yep. Now it's thirties. We gotta pick some and stick to it and stick to that shit because it's too late for pivoting now. It's you know what I mean? It, it, the game clock is on now. 100%. We in the game. There's major leagues. No more time for the baby shit. And once you know that, like even with this, it's like motherfucker, like yo. Y'all do that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, this is what we do. This is what we do. And it's every day we don't take no breaks. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. this is it. Ain't no turning around, flipping or changing ways because you get lost in that shit. And then you, like you said, now you got 50, 60. You can't even watch anything right. grow and flourish. That joint is crazy, right? And cucumbers in there or something? That cucumber hit. And the ice cube. The way that cucumber tastes in that shit. Wait, it like, looks so like poppy. Refreshing. Yo, I was thinking the same. I'm like, yo, she need to <laughs> sell these joints. She need to be in a, a jug somewhere. Yeah. But the, the, 
the same way you would get that money and now you investing in something else. Mm-hmm. You never get to see anything flourish. Exactly. So now you go, you spend 50 to go in this idea. Then you pivoting from there, and then you starting over again to spend another 50 on this idea. You never get to see it turn into what it's supposed to go to because you you don't love it that much. That's why you keep switching. I look at it like a baby. Babies develop over time. Exactly. If you only raise the baby until they won, and you think they're ready to go into the world and be an adult. (laughs) You're tripping. (laughs) It's self-explanatory. I had a question for y'all. How would y'all describe generational wealth? How would you describe, like, what, what, if somebody asked you which generational yeah, wealth? Like, you know, it's no right or wrong answer, but in your yeah. own variation of what generational wealth is, what is it? Generational wealth for me is just when you uh, you got wealth that you could pass down to all of your, you know, exactly. what do you call that? Your children. Your heirs, whatever. Generations. You know. Yeah, your generations to come. You could pass down this wealth and businesses to them. Yeah. yeah. So now they got these things that automatically... They could go into and already had money in the bank and set up and all that type of shit. Yeah. See, and I feel like most people, that's how they teach it to us. Like generational wealth is like a financial thing. Mm-hmm. Generational wealth is information. Mm-hmm. That's generational wealth because it's not necessarily a what you can pass down that can be like an asset and all that because that can be taken away, lost, fucked up. But right. information can be applied over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's why, I like, think about it like this, right? When we were just saying, you keeping shit, to, imagine if we kept everything to ourselves. Nothing would exist if everybody kept the thing that they experienced, the thing that they discovered, the thing that they known to themselves. That's real generational wealth when you're able to pass down whether it's a, a set of beliefs, mm-hmm. a, a way of doing things, uh, a, a way of like, you know, whatever, even that's, it's more important to give the information than it is to give the assets. And people try to make it seem like the assets are more important. You do not, you know, your grandpa could have taught you three or three to five principles that can govern your entire life and change the dynamic of the family. He didn't have to leave you one dollar. Right. But we act like if we didn't pass down Walmart, Gucci, Louis, all these big fucking franchises. So many people are out on a mission to create generational wealth, don't even dig. All you got to do is set a standard for how things go and share that with the young. Mm. And make sure that that becomes the culture of the family. Grandmoms passed down recipes. That's generational wealth. Our grandmoms could have passed away years ago. The recipes live on. Facts. That's generational wealth. How long can this information survive post whenever it came to the to, to, to surface? Mm-hmm. And when we leave money, the money could be spent. An asset could be taken away, but you can never take something that's in here because it's intangible. Right. So when you think about creating generational wealth, you got to ask yourself, what do you want to teach your kids that you want them to teach their kids? That's the mission. Right. Because it's things that my stepfather taught me that I now teach to the young men of the... That's he left something, right? And he didn't leave me a fortune in his will. You know, even though he wasn't my biological dad, he didn't leave me that. He left me information, principles, values, morals as a man that govern my life till this day. So now, when I'm encountering people like you and like you, I owe that to him, but I can't pay it back, so I have to pay it forward. And that's what generational wealth is, paying it forward. If you got and acquired something at a particular age, you give it back to them because it's all borrowed. It's like, okay, I'm using this information now. Here, you take it. Mm -hmm. You run with it. And that's just what we got to look at it as. And that's what the long-term player, even behind the purpose, everything you learn in this business is for you to give to somebody else at some point. Mm. That's why former basketball players become coaches. Because, okay, I might have didn't win the chip as a player, but because I have the experience, I can now win as a coach. As a parent, I might have didn't accomplish these things. This is why they say I want you to be better than me. Right. It's not a literal statement, but it's a literal statement. It's like, 
literally, I want you to ha- because you have me. There's no reason why you shouldn't be better than me, right? Because you now have what I did. All didn't my have. knowledge. You have all the knowledge that I acquired here at your disposal, right? In the book of, of a library of my mind, and I'm giving it to you, right? So that's when, when you think about creating generational wealth, you want to teach your kids what you want them to know. You don't want. I want to. I like when my daughter tell me shit that I said to her. Both of them. One is seven, one is 13. Because that's what they will pass to their children. Mm. My dad said this to me. My dad did this this way. This, that. That's how we got to read. Because everybody not going, it's not, everybody in their lifetime is not going to be a millionaire. Right. But that don't mean you can't live behind something that's big enough to create millionaires to in help, your family. To help level that playing field. Exactly. And, them laid up. and, that, and that's what we need, man. We, we need to teach, we need to teach the, the, the people in our family, men and women. Yeah. Like you've, but a lot of people teach from pain. That's mm. that's where a lot of our fucking all, all the places you got hurt and and you feel like don't you do failed that because that. don't there is not how many black families I I'm black mm. how many of our families have sat us down and taught from a place of production and productivity and positive it was always avoidance fear pain don't do this because of that mm-hmm. like I had to tell my mom she had to tell my daughter zip your coat up so you won't catch a cold I would say mom. You could literally say the first half of that statement without saying the second half of it. You can just say, zip your coat up. You don't have to add so you won't catch a cold because now you're projecting illness on my child. Mm. And words literally are that powerful. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't got it. I don't even tell people to be safe. I say, be blessed. Mm. I don't say be safe. I'm not wishing danger on your path for me to tell you to be safe. I'm going to assume you're going to be safe. So I'm going to tell you to be blessed because I want you to know that that's what I want for you. Blessing. When we think about that type of thing like that and just how our parents raised us and what they told us, they just put money up for a rainy day. Why? Now it's raining. <laughs> Why not put money up for a, a, a vacation? Why not uh, put money up for a house? Why not put money up for college? Why is it always not, a rainy day? Not be day? expecting them bad the shit The bad, happen. you get what you prepare for. Mm. And they say prepare for the worst. Why the fuck would I do that? I'm prepared for the best, but I'm also not naive. To anything else. And I think that as long as I'm you conscious of what the opposite is, you still focus your energy on that. So when we think about passing down knowledge, when y'all get hurt, y'all get hurt. And I don't say y'all wasn't pointing at you. I'm yeah. just saying like in, in humans. I don't want to be like, why you pointing at him when he said that? <laughs> no, when we get hurt in general, it's not for us to project our pain on our experience of pain onto somebody else. Because pain tolerance is different. Yeah. You might could take a, tat, a face tat, I might can't. So you telling me your experience with pain is subjective. Mm-hmm. We don't know what pressure and pain does. Everybody has their own interpretation of what pressure is, right. what pain is. So when you project that onto somebody, that's why I don't take advice from people coming from a painful place. If it's mm. not objective advice, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your personal experiences about how I should live. So when I'm teaching my kids, I never teach them based on what I did. It did. No, it's based on principles. Listen, don't lie because liars are bad. Not don't lie because I used to get caught lying and I got in trouble for it. Fuck what I went through. Don't lie because lying is bad. You just shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it. So I think that when for the viewers, for us, just understanding like when we parenting, when we coaching, when we teaching, when we educating, don't teach from a place of pain or fear or or, 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 or lack and limitation. Always preach from success. Mm-hmm. Preach from positivity. Preach from a space that makes people feel good. Like there's hope. If you felt like your life was fucked up, teach the shit that did go right in your life. Like, you know what? No, well, damn, I didn't like these years, but I'm not going to spend... Most people spend all of their time talking about the year that they hate it. Mm-hmm. How can you say you love yourself, but you hate the person... You hate what you had to go through to become the person you are? You got to appreciate the journey. You got to... I can't say I love myself, but I hate my nose. Imagine that. Oh, I, no, this this nose is the reason I'm famous. It's this, is the reason, my fucking, this is the reason I have a distinctive look. I don't have to worry about... 
people forgetting my face. <laughs> you, you know, know you've seen me somewhere. <laughs> you might not know my name. I seen that nigga. He looked like somebody. I, I seen. Yep, yep. I. But when I was a kid, I was insecure about it. Right. So as an adult, it's my main staple, staple to be able to use as my brand because like people want me to be a shit for what. This is what I love about what how God designed me, right? It's one of the things where I was forced to love myself young. Mm. Because after a while, it was like, how much bad can you feel for yourself if people are making jokes and laughing? After a while, you have to look in the mirror and find things you like and love about yourself and then be okay and accept the things you don't. Yep. Mm. So it's like, when you learn that at seven or eight years old, it's like, fear what? Fear who? We don't give a fuck what you got to say about me. Right. The thing that I would, see, I can't, you can't make this up. You can't change, this is right here. It's first impression, this is what you see. The sneaks didn't matter, the clothes, the chain, none of that matter. The first thing you see on my expression is my face. If I'm not confident in that, why does it matter if I got on the latest shit? Right. And you know, that's where, you know, self-love comes into play even when accountability is like, you cannot say you love yourself, but you hate what you had to go through to become who you are. Yeah. It's a contradiction, literally. Yeah. You see people, oh, I love myself. No, you don't. You hate yourself. If you love yourself, you wouldn't want to change things about yourself. You would find a way to accept them and you would be cutting people off that don't accept them. Mm. I've never dealt with, I don't hang around people that make me feel less than myself. Not because I'm insecure, it's because I know how I feel about myself. So that means you are deliberately trying to tear me down. I'm too self-confident to walk in a room and fear anything, anybody. I don't, the riches, the, 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 like, as a man, you could be more handsome than I am. You're charming, charismatic, funny. I'm still mm -hmm. the wolf. I'm still not. I'm still going to be this nigga, that nigga. I'm still him. Right. So if you are bringing bad energy to me, that means you're insecure. You're trying to project. I'm you're trying to project that shit I'm on me. I'm not being around you. Like, somebody want to remind me. You think I don't know my nose look like this? You think I need a reminder, <laughs> yo, the boy. I mean, you know what I mean? My comment, yo, the boy look like. I know. I look at myself in the mirror. I'm handsome. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I say all that to say is like all of that come down to, you know, the things that we say even to ourselves when we're young. The mm -hmm. things that we accept and believe about ourselves. When it comes to accountability, we got to take accountability for that too. Yeah. What did you tell yourself as a kid that make you insecure as an adult? That make you mm -hmm. feel that way. What did you believe that was said to you? When you self-reflect honestly without the distorted... Because I can call, I can walk around on my ego and be like, oh yeah, I get money, I get chicks, I get... Mm -hmm. And be all ego, but am I really facing myself? Right. No, but when you honestly sit down and self-reflect and you're like, damn, it is some shit that I really probably don't fuck with about myself, but how can I fuck with this shit? Like, mm -hmm. all right, cool, let me work on that. And if I right. can't change it, I'm going to just accept it. Like if you can't, if you can, if you don't like it, change it. If you can't change it, accept it. You gotta it's not it. that fucking hard. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to go get rhinoplasty. You know what I'm saying? I, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, I I actually appreciate it because I feel like again, it's so many benefits. It made me unique. So many motherfuckers get to see their flaws and they want to. I want to get surgery. No disrespect to the you know, not even bodies because I want to. I love the bodies. I'm talking about when <laughs> people get everything. It's like no. If you love yourself, love yourself. I got a nice smile. I don't need nobody to tell me that. I don't need, I'm, I'm good with that. And I say that for anybody because I don't want, if you do it because you want to do it, do it because you want to do it. If you do it because you feel like, and I'm being transparent and raw with y'all. If you're doing it because you feel like it's going to make somebody else see you a certain way, don't do it. Right. Because what if they change their mind? Exactly. Man, you done got a body. Man, you, you still, went and you did still, this. When you, you do it for other people, you just still not going to be happy. You're not going to be happy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So for me, I'm happy because everything I do is for me. Whether So that's why when I, I can stand on my content. Like, Literally anything I say, anything I do, I be cool with because it be like, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. I ain't got no gimmicks. I, I'm just a controversial nigga. My shit just go viral. Like, I never said, you know, this is going to go viral. I don't be knowing what the fuck going to happen. You just being you. I just be being me. I just be, sometimes I infuriate people. Sometimes it be whatever. But, you know, God did this. He made me the way I am to reach a lot of people. He made me unique for that reason. And I accepted that. And that's a part of mm -hmm. my purpose, too. 
I tried to be the back, um, the, the, the behind the scenes guy, right? And play doing the, the management. My light shine too bright. It don't work. <laughs> right. It don't. It, I tried. It's not like I didn't. It's like I was always in the spot. Like I literally, you know, I literally yeah. stepped off and said, "I'm gonna manage people." Yeah. And, and I would put back. all and, of my energy still. into you, and it was like they was like, "We want to be like the wolf." I'm like, "I'm just a manager." Like you looking know, like Diddy. Looking here. like yeah, Diddy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Diddy now. It's like it's like <laughs> but when your light shine that bright, can't nobody dim it. And like you know, I accepted it, and you know, just accepting that everybody won't accept you, and that's cool. Find your tribe and be alright with that. You know what I mean? That's for anybody watching. Find your tribe and be alright with that. And that's what this book will teach you. It'll teach you how to embrace everything about you so that you can embrace everything about others. See, because the thing is, if you lie to yourself, you're going to lie to others. Mm. But if you tell yourself the truth, you don't have no reason to lie to others. And if you lie to yourself, others will lie to you. That's a but if you tell yourself the truth, you, you won't buy the lie that they're selling. We only buy the lie because we sell the lie. Mm. But if, it's, if, if I'm telling myself the truth, you cannot lie to me. And people don't understand that. Even to take accountability to the fact that lying, you have to choose to believe a lie. Mm-hmm. If I walk up right now and I say, yo, I got an M in a car for you, a million dollars. You got a choice to call my bluff or believe <laughs> or me. Believe that lie. Yeah. Depending on who I am and my history is going to determine the level in which you determine if it's possible or not. But the fact of the matter is you still discernly thought about whether you believed me or not. Now, we mm. are more susceptible to the lies of people we trust. Mm. You ain't gonna never let your enemy lie to you. That's why even in the book, I said enemies hold you accountable in a different way because they keep you on your toes. Friends try to find balance between strengths and weaknesses. Enemies only search for your weakness. Mm. I've learned more about myself from the people that don't like me than the people that love me. Well, I know why because the people that don't like me are gonna tell me my flaws. And they're gonna keep you talk too fucking much. You. I'm like, damn, you know what? You gotta learn how to discern between what, what a hater can say that can penetrate your mind constructively and destructively. And it's a hard thing because sometimes they say some shit and you got you being hyper aware and questioning yourself. Mm. Like, damn, am I really, damn, am I, am I ugly? You got to you got to <laughs> But sometimes they say some shit and you be like, you know what? He kept over talking her while she was talking. I watch it. Like, damn, this nigga was right. I got to stern shut up and let her talk. Like, and you find some, you find some benefits. Yeah. So, you know, it's just all about, but that comes from being honest with yourself. Imagine if I'm like, man, you don't like me. So you're going to say negative shit, which is the truth. But if I accept that as the truth and don't accept the possibility that they might actually be right, right. I don't. I miss the opportunity to grow. You're still not accepting it. Still not accepting you're it. not going to face it and fix it. Yeah, man. But, you know, the book, it's so crazy. There's so many tools. It's so. It's going to be so life-changing for so many people. That's what excites me. I'm, I'm the person that people, when my book lasts for 100 years, like we read books from 100 years ago. That yeah. book will be around and they will look back and be like, I wonder what it was like. Mm. I wonder what it was like. To yeah. be around, like, I, we can't, you got somebody that you probably look back on. I wonder what it was like to be at a Malcolm X speech. Right, right. To be at a Dr. King. I wonder if, who was at the I Had a Dream I wonder what that energy, what that, energy that Mike like. game six against the Jazz mm. in the arena, what that energy was like. Because you could look at the moment, but you can't feel you it. You can't feel it, yeah. And I understand that the books I write will be moments where people have that feeling. Mm. Like, damn, the art of accountability. Like, when people found out a black man wrote cheating, not cheating, they just changed it. They was like, this is this nigga? Like, even though they talking shit about me on E! News on TV, mm. the girl like, this the author? Like, him? Like, this, he, when his, she started going at me, like, he looked like mm. he be cheating, like, <laughs> oh my God. they don't expect a black man that come from the hood that dressed like urban to, to be as smart as I am. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be on the show, The Doctors, um, I think it's on CBS, one of them stations, big network, I was supposed to be on The Doctors. They reached out to me, uh, email Lauren cheating, not cheating. They said they wanted me to debate with a a, um, a doctor in regards to my philosophy on cheating. So before they bring me on the show, they doing a pre-screening, right? So I had to do a Zoom call with the producers. 
or whatever the case may be now. Well, Fox Soul was a black producer. They just, she, the boy read the book. She said, all right, bring him on the show. With them, I don't know what her ethnicity was. It really didn't matter. But when she had a conversation with me, and this is where being too smart can fuck you over. She asking me questions. My dumb ass answering them intelligent and shit. They wanted me, they wanted to make me look like a fool, in a sense, behind my philosophy, not understanding that because mm. I'm a philosopher, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. So she's like, so yeah, what's your breakdown? And Because we want you to talk to Dr. This, and we want to see his philosophy, and just throw his shit out there. So I just start giving my spill. I, I, ooh, ooh. I'm thinking that I did good, because she's super intrigued. And they never called me the fuck back. You want to mm. know why? Because you they didn't, didn't give me what you wanted. They yeah. thought I was going to be an idiot. Yeah, they, but next time I'm gonna be an idiot. That's my. I should have been. I should have played dumb so yes. you get up there. Yeah, because then I'd have made. I would have. I would have gave you what you was asking for mm. I, in front of everybody. Right. But I allowed them to escape out the back door by being smart. It's like I, I outshined the master. I should have shut up. Yeah. Mm. My dumb. That's why I'm taking accountability. I missed out on that <laughs> opportunity because, and I know they might be like, "No, you should never dim your light." In that moment. I should have been a little bit more quiet. I should have been very vague with the responses. I mean, you know, girl, cheat, guy, cheat. <laughs> I cheated. Even you know, though that, that's a hard job, too, because that's the problem now that we have with television is that they want everybody to come off a certain way. And if you're not coming off that way, then they'd rather not give you the light. The yeah. same way, it's like, due to the fact you knew your shit, it was like, oh, nah. Yeah. But yeah. If we I don't need this nigga being too smart on TV. Exactly. We, we got enough of those. But that's what I'm saying now, I know. Next time, play dumb. <laughs> and when they give me the microphone, oh, now, now I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't turn in the, uh, took the Clark Kent off. But these are all moments when I look back, they define a moment because they were moments of growth. I had to self-reflect and be like, of course you'd be like, damn, was I not good enough? That's the mm. first thing that you think. Like, was I not good enough to be on TV with this? Like, and then I'm like, no, it wasn't that. Uh-uh. Then I had to go to the real truth behind it. They, this is what they wanted from it and I didn't give them what they wanted so it didn't make sense for them and it's not personal mm. but now moving forward I understand that dynamic with that shit is like they going to give the platform to the person who is not going to educate they wanted the ignorance to them is what's going to sell is what's going to sell but with this shit with this book they're not can't nothing stop it because it's going to benefit every single person and literally anybody can pick it up and benefit from it from mm. the age I want to say from like 12 on up I think my book can cater to a 12-year-old. I use very simplistic language and not too many big words. I was very simple with the examples. A 12-year-old can read that book and learn accountability at 12. Mm. That's a major milestone for me. Because it's like, you know, I ain't get it until 25. Right. And that's the thing. If you get it, you get it on early, it'll save you a lot of heartache, a lot of, you know, bad relationships. If you just learn this shit now, you could flourish faster. Yeah, but I appreciate y'all, man. Um, again, man, it's, it's, it's always great to come in, check in, tap in with the family. So, where do you see, um, like, what's what's next after the Art of Accountability? Like, where do you see this going from here? I want to write two more books this year, possibly, and put them out. If I don't, I'm still going to try. But um, honestly, what's next for me is just building a brand to, I want to touch the masses now. Like, I want to build my brand to actually get on them platforms where I had the imposter syndrome and feeling like, am I ready for stages like this and that? Am I mm-hmm. ready to do a TED talk? Am I ready to... And I'm like, you know, I've realized you're never going to feel ready. You got to yep. do it. So you so just do it. For me, what's next is just doing it. Like, literally, like, how I... I could have procrastinated reaching out, like, and made it to the last minute. I said, no, let me hit my resources first. Let me hit the people that's in my close network that I got good relationship with that I can pull up on. So now I got to do a little bit more legwork to get the name out there, get the book out there, get the right. message out there. But for the most part, I'm going to play at the highest level possible. That's my goal right now. Literally, whatever that looks like, whatever the highest height to reach my fullest potential, I'm in that space. Because again, 
if you got to look at it like, the last thing I'll say is Le- LeBron has a 20-year um, NBA career. Right. He had to compile as much of his talent into this 20-year career to break the scoring record of all time, to win four championships, to win X amount of MVPs. And that's what I feel like. If I'm going to be going strong for the next 20 years of this, I got to get started on it. And it's mm. like, that's what I'm trying to do. So what's next for me is literally taking the next 10 years and actually taking one foot in front of the other and making progress. So when it's like, when they look at my resume amongst the speakers, I need to have those type of numbers. When they look at my numbers as a best-selling author, I need those I need those type of numbers because I'm doing something I've never seen done before. I didn't say mm-hmm. it's never been done before. I said I've never seen done. I've seen people go to the NBA. I know a lot of NBA players, NFL players, professional boxers, rappers, all of the black, uh, you know, statistical, you know, success uh, measurements of, you know, what careers you should take. Right. But for me, I don't know no black author that's doing what I did in a way. I don't write hood novels. I write psychological and self-help and self-development and self-improvement books. I don't know too many people that's doing that as a black man. Right. So I'm setting the blueprint for the next black man to say, I want to be like the wolf. Mm. And that's what this shit is about. So that's what's next for me, continuing this blueprint. I'm going to make all the fuck-ups on this path so when I tell the youngest how to do it, they don't have to worry about it. Thanks. That's generational wealth. That's generational wealth, oh, man. man. Creating a legacy. I love it, man. You yes, already sir. know how I feel about it. It's major. Definitely major. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. Um, let everybody know how they can get the book, when they can get the book, and everything like that. The book is available now for pre-order. Whatever day it is, when you see it, it don't matter. It's available. So it's either out right now or it's available for pre-order. Right now, you can access the book. Um, you can visit me on Instagram at WolfWIC. The link is in my bio. It's a link tree. Or you can go to the WolfHasSpoken.com or you can go to WolfAccountability.com. So it's a bunch, And then you'll be able to get it off Amazon, but Amazon take a lot of my money. So it's on Amazon for the reviews and shit. But buy it from me if you want to support the author. But if you just want it and you want it, you know, fast track to you prime, go through Amazon. That's fine. It'll be on iBooks. I have some hard copies going hand to hand out here. Uh, pretty much you'll be able to find it anywhere. The art of accountability. It is a true art to take accountability. Uh, if you want to improve yourself, improve your life, improve your relationships, improve your connections, your friendships, develop longevity within your career. The art of accountability is a book that you have to read. There's no different than the the, the must reads of. They can go rich, rich dad, poor dad, the four agreements, all of these different things. The art of accountability is a book that's in that caliber that you need. The Alchemist, Richest Man in Babylon is one of those classics that you have to read because it's going to be very, 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 very instrumental on your path to success. Something that you can really use as a tool. So that's what I say. Y'all can add me on TikTok at WolfWIC. Y'all can add me on Twitter at WolfWIC underscore. Y'all can add me on Christian Mingle at Wolf. Now I'm fucking with you. Christian Mingle. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, I'm out here, man. Uh, again, man, shout out to my cooking up family. I'm proud of y'all. Yeah, always a uh, fucking hell of a time. Always great eats. Greatest drink I probably had in two years. Because I ain't been drinking. But this this drink is that Chef Dina. Shout out to her. Yeah. And yeah, man, um, I appreciate the love always, bro. You already know, man. We glad to have you. Glad to have you, for sure. Always, always yeah. wishing you more success. <laughs> always. You know, we got we got miles to go. You Let's know get it, man. Let's run. It's time to rip and run. I finally, I'm on the right path. Finally, on the right track. Where it feel like, good when you I'm know I'm about to do 250 on this jump. When you know that purpose, bro, it's easy. It's like knowing your destination. No bullshit. Yeah. When you know where you're going, yeah. you can't get lost. You're that's outside. That's no, that's right. You know that's that's 100%. Now I know where I'm going. So no more distractions. Exactly. So Wolf has spoken. Y'all already know. It's Wolf. It's your boy Smooth. It's your girl Evergreen. It's cooking up 25, the best show in Philly. Let's go. Y'all already know.